Savvy Women is focused on creating a community to inspire and be inspired, to make an impact and to build and strengthen influence. Are you ready to create your own version of success? Savvy Women provides the tools to build a mindset that complements your lifestyle. A community connecting like-minded businesswomen to support each other and create accountability towards your goals, as well as the resources and content to continue your growth. Host Jess Inder is passionate about your success. Hi, Savvy Women. Welcome back to one of our trainings. We are so, so lucky to have Michelle here from Gordon IT, IP, and she is going to be talking to us about building a legal foundation and how to really protect your business and protect your ideas. So I'm going to let Michelle introduce herself and tell us a bit about her background, and then we'll jump straight into all of our content. So if you're driving, watching this from home, anything like that, make sure you've got a way to take some notes, pause it, rewind it, whatever you need to do to get the most out of this content. It is so, so valuable for your business, and I cannot wait for all of Michelle's insight. So I'll pass it over to you. <laughs> Hi everyone, um, welcome to uh, today's podcast. Um, we are, I, I have been in the intellectual property game. I'm a lawyer of nearly 20 years. Um, I've been um, uh, working in IP for uh, 15 of those years and I really enjoy the area. Um, the reason being is that uh, I love getting involved with people's businesses and, and learning about people's ideas. Um, it's exciting to me um, instead of the other areas of law, which can be a little bit boring. Um, so um, it allows me to, to um, help people protect those ideas and to just really learn and help them grow their business from the ground up, basically. Um, so, yeah, so um, I enjoy doing it and I've got my own firm now, Gorshin IP. I shouldn't say now, I've had it for seven years. Um, and um, I, I'm a business owner as well, so I really understand what everyone's going through. You know, businesses are hard and we've got to do all we can to um, check what we have. So. Yeah. Yes, totally. So, uh, Michelle, a few, or I would say most of the savvy women are in the process of either starting their business or they're in sort of the first five years of business. So I suppose yeah. the first question I have is how important is it to have contracts and um, protection and stuff in place from the start? Uh, super important. So my message to everyone from the start is you have to think big. A lot of business owners has come to the, um, they, yes, they're just starting out. I understand that. They think small, oh, you know, they're, they're only little, that you know, nothing really matters, yeah. but it does. What matters is to get a strong legal foundation. And to do that, you have to get your legals in place. Legals are, you know, pain in the backside, you know, costs money. I understand that. But without them, you're in a worse off position. You are spending quadruply amount of money on legals if you don't have, for example, a contract in place. So a contract is basically setting up the relationship with someone else that you're entering into a, a, you know, an arrangement with. Yeah. And without that, it's very difficult to bring an action. You can bring an action, but it's, it's so much harder. It's easier if you have it all defined in the contract. Everyone knows their place. The terms are set and agreed upon by the parties. And then if there is a problem, then you can um, you know, show that to a judge. Show, take that to court. You know, bring a court action on the basis of a signed contract. There's so many people who don't have a contract, who use a contract from some, their friend 
um, who use what I call a cookie cutter contract, which is a precedent that doesn't actually apply to what they're doing. So it doesn't really mean anything. Um, so to get or go to a lawyer and get a proper contract in place will put you in good stead for a, a good business career and a good strong business. Yeah. So make sure that you get it. Don't use a precedent. I'm, I know many people like to do that. You need to tailor a contract to your own business and what you're offering and what the other person is providing to you so that it's all defined and everything's straightforward and there's no gray areas. So that's my advice. Get a contract as soon as, you know, at the start. It's about very valuable and it will save you money. <laughs> yeah. And it saves you any of those headaches of wondering, you know, where do you stand or, you know, what kind of, um, you know, rights do you have and things like that as well? Well, I'm doing one now actually and the, and the company didn't enter into a contract with its service provider yeah. and now the, there's, there's troubles in the business and now we have to spend more money trying to work, put all the jigsaw um, pieces together to try and figure out what the story was at the time that the parties entered into an arrangement together. Whereas if that was written in a document, we would be able to pinpoint what the issue is, what the contract says, and then deal with it that way. But now we're spending quadruple amount of time on trying to piecemeal it all back together. And it's, and it's also disruptive to the business at the end of the day yeah. because, you know, spending time from your business. You want to be spending time on your business so you can make, you know, money and get bigger and bigger. Um, yeah. You know, taking it out and doing things that are emotionally taxing on you is, is yeah. um, a waste of time in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and savvy women, I definitely know with myself um, in terms of, you know, legal foundation and, you know, interacting with lawyers and things like that was something that always seemed just way too big for me. The big companies need to worry about that. It's not for me. I'll worry about that later. But, you know, it's something that as soon as I met Michelle, I was just so um, much more aware of, you know, what it can offer you and the kind of support and relief, I guess, as well, that it can offer you by just having it in place as a safety net, which, you know, like that, well, the next question totally lines, you know, lines with what it meant for me. But yeah, it makes a massive difference just to know that you have that foundation, you have that protection from the start. And it's not something you have to worry about, you know, once you're worrying about it sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so in terms of that and how um, I suppose we started to work together. So for those who don't know, Michelle is the official legal advisor for Savvy Women. She's so, so fabulous and more than happy to help you your own legal advisor. She's wonderful. So in terms of a copyright or a trademark, what, you know, what does that sort of mean for businesses? Why is it important? Like what, do, what does it mean for us? So um, every business has its brand. I mean, you're Savvy Women. Um, that's your brand. Um, so you've got to protect your brand for being used by, one, to protect it and to register it so that it's yours, yeah. and two, to stop third parties from using your name. Yeah. And the way to do that is to go through the trademark process. And the trademark process involves um, doing what's called an availability search to determine whether you are the only can be the owner and the user of the name in the marketplace. If you don't do that um, and blindly go ahead and just use a name, um, a lot of the times, not all the time, a lot of the times that you get a nasty legal letter saying, stop using the name, we have prior rights to that name. Yeah. And then emotionally again, 
um, you know, it's going to be expensive to change your name, put it all over your products again. You're going to have to sell out the products that you've got. For example, if you have a product, you've got to, you know, sell those ones with the, you know, the old name on it. Um, you've got to come up with a new name. You've got to um, change all your packaging. You've got to change your website. The list goes on. I mean, it costs, and that's costly. It's very costly. So while I've got everyone at this stage um, in the startup process, I like to get you at this stage because I want to put you on the right path. And the right path would be to do your homework, do, do your due diligence and work out whether you are, the, are able to use your name in the marketplace and to register the trademark. Um, I had an example uh, only a month ago where someone had launched didn't do any of the due diligence, got some traction in the newspaper and um, all of a sudden had got a legal letter saying, you know, you'd have stopped using it, we're gonna take you to court. They had to fight that part, then they had to come up with a new name, then we had to do all the searches for the name and the cost did, um, you know, uh, was much higher than what it would have been if I had have just come to me at the beginning and said, right, I've got this name, can you do the due diligence and work out whether I can use it and register it and then go along your merry way that way. But again, it's doing the, doing the bits and pieces at the beginning, the due diligence and getting it all right, um, will put you in good stead. And having your brand name protected is um, vital to your business. The other part of it is if, if you are thinking about, again, even at the beginning stage, you were thinking about going international, then let's have a look at the uh, markets, you know, do some searches in the US, UK, you know, all the markets that you're thinking and make sure that you can use your name in those markets as well. Because the worst outcome for you, and again, you've got to think at this at the very, you know, beginning stages of your business, is that you have to work out whether you'll have to change your name in another, in another country, which is disastrous because if, for example, you're a clothing um, company and you want to sell your clothing in, in the US, for example, and your, mark, and your brand is being taken in the US, you can't sell them in the US under that brand. You have to change the brand in the US. So that means changing labels, having another website. So we, we've got to think about it now. We've got to think about the name now and where we're looking to sell in the future or to use in the future. And again, do, do the due diligence to find out whether you can um, have that name in, in both Australia and overseas. Um, very important. And for, savvy, you know, for any of our savvy women that are out there and you're starting to think about you know, whether your name is something you can use internationally or you know, even just throughout Australia or whatever it looks like for you and your audience, it is so, so much uh, easier. I would never say that it's easy, but it's definitely easier to identify these things and get in control of these things from the start rather than build a really big presence, say, in Australia and then have to completely uh, lose that presence and lose that identification to rebrand. So really getting in control of that and getting in front of that from the start can make a massive, massive difference to the influence that you can continue to build and the presence that you build within your market. So really yeah. make sure you're looking at that from the start. And I know that, you know, you know, startups don't usually have a big legal budget at that point. But what I recommend is that you just like, you know, do one thing, tick it off, do another down the track, tick it off and then get to the point where you want to get but some people go, oh, I can't afford it, and then they just don't do anything. And that's the most, that's, that's the, you know, it will never put you in good stead for building a strong foundation for your business. So just tick it off and just do one at a time and you'll get to where you want to get. But at least you'll have protection. Yes, totally.
totally. So in terms of the savvy women out there who, you know, they are doing the right thing by, you know, being original with their content, original with their ideas and that sort of thing. And they're starting to notice within their industry or within the market that some of their content is being copied. What kind of right yeah. action, you know, can they take? Um, so, yeah, so what they should, as you've just said, would be to be vigilant in your industry. So make sure that you're always um, aware of what other other parties, your competitors are doing to make sure that they're not stepping and crossing the line into your territory using a lot of, I've, a lot of people don't have original ideas and they copy. It's just, you know, that's what they do. They copy all the time, every day. So, um, and the reason why they copy is they're trying to divert customers away from your business because your business might be becoming successful and they want a bit of that success. So they try and use a, you know, a trademark or, you know, copy your content and try and drive business, um, you know, consumers away from you. From you. So um, be vigilant, make sure that you work out, you know, what's going on in the industry and make sure that you see what your competitors are doing and whether they're, you know, doing anything that's, that's close to what you're doing. Um, if you identify someone and he's copying you, then the next step is to um, take screenshots of what they're doing. So make sure you document everything that they're, um, you know, how they're copying you. If it's, you know, using your word, wording from a website, for example, you know, you know, screenshot those pages. If they're using a trademark that's similar to yours, you know, take lots of, you know, screenshots of what they're doing in that respect. But just document what they're doing so that when you do speak to someone that you have the evidence in front of um, that person to be able to um, make a decision on where you stand. Um, usually in this case is what we do, um, uh, we try and uh, resolve it amicably from the beginning, as in we send a letter of demand and say, look, these are our rights, these are our clients' rights, um, you know, can you stop using and then provide them with undertakings to try and settle the matter. And those undertakings will be, you know, stop using the trademark or stop using the, the content that's similar to our, you know, my, our client. Um, now, if they don't, uh, you know, respond to that, then we, um, the next would be to take court action. But most people do respond to a letter of demand because um, you know, they, they don't get, like getting legal letters. But um, if they don't, you, you have, we have to take sort of next steps as to what we're gonna do and that does involve court action. Um, but be vigilant, that's, that's the message I wanna give is that make sure that you sort of keep on top of what people are doing and how they're um, you know, using your content. And just be, I guess on the forefront of getting that evidence and um, and keeping a bit of a record of, of what's going on and the kind of communication that's happening as well. Yeah, I wouldn't um, you know bury your head in the sand. There's a lot of people do. They oh they're copying and they get upset, but they don't do anything about it. And then someone else copies because the first person got away with it, and then another person copies, and it goes on. When you nip it in the bud really really quickly. That's when people take note and they go, oh, these people take action. We're not going to copy them in fear that we're going to, you know, have a court action against us. So um, do it really quickly. Don't sort of bury your head in the sand about it and just, you know, see a lawyer or, you know, talk to someone about it that, that can help you. Yeah. Okay. So in terms of, you know, obviously all of our savvy women are ready to build that strong legal, legal foundation for their business. So what are the non that you just you have to get them in place whether it's you do it all at once or you do step by step but you know what are non-negotiables non-negotiables uh, <laughs> everything really <laughs> um, to get your contracts in place with service providers highly important 
to work out your IP, what you want to protect. You might have a pattern, for example, where you come up with an invention that you want to protect, um, you know, getting that um, you know, patent protected, um, getting your trademark protected, doing your due diligence, these non-negotiables. Um, if you, everyone has a website, so highly recommend that you get a privacy policy and website terms and conditions. So the privacy policy um, is important because it deals with how you deal with people's information. Um, and the privacy policy laws are getting um, uh, stricter as the years go on, uh, especially if you're dealing with people in Europe, you know, you have special provisions for, uh, for dealing with customers in Europe and how you deal with their information. Um, so the privacy policy, very important. The website terms and conditions are generally the conditions on how people deal with you and your website um, and the information on your website. Um, also very important, you most likely will see these documents at the bottom of the web, of, everyone's websites um, and then the other uh, uh, terms and conditions which are different from the general terms and conditions is that if you're you know providing an app or a, or a service or you have a um, you know selling uh, products um, to have a an agreement a terms and conditions that people can when they buy online or they buy you know go into online courses or anything like coaching or anything um, make sure you have uh, specific terms and conditions for those um, you know for, for dealing with those people and if you've got an app um, you might have terms conditions relating to the app um, and how people when they download it you tick that box you know have you read the terms conditions most people don't but as a business owner that's providing that app having it there and people to acknowledge that um, they've read them is important so make sure that you know that's I would say they're non-negotiables um, in terms of service agreements, privacy policy, getting your IP protected and having your, your um, general terms, conditions for your website and then also for your apps and for dealing with um, people if you're selling something or offering a service. Yeah. Um, that will give you a strong legal foundation. Yeah, yeah. I think as well when it comes to a legal foundation, there's kind of two approaches that you can take. You can either you know, be in the forefront and create that strong foundation from the start as a protection and as a solution from the start, or you can leave it to the last minute and always have to be on the defense of, um, you know, of a certain issue that might arise, which is a lot harder, I believe, to overcome because you're always then on the back foot. So if you can get that protection and yep. solution in place from the start, you're really helping yourself as well. Absolutely, and, and most of the time, I am cleaning up people's problems in, the, in you know, down the track. Yeah. Um, I'm the, trying to educate people and so I do you know, lots of talks is that I want to educate people to do it from the beginning because again yeah. we want to think big we don't want to think small and we yeah. want to think that our business is important and our business is important enough to protect and therefore having that legal foundation will help you do that yeah 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 and just from the start remember the success that you want the business that you're creating and the value in your ideas and protect it you really deserve to create the success that you want and that success deserves to be protected and um, it deserves to have that value put on it from the start. I, I really believe that for you. Yep. So uh, we are basically at the end of our questions. So I know that you have a special offer that you offer our savvy women. So I was wondering if you could tell them a little bit about what's on offer for them. Oh, okay. I would love to help out. I love to help out savvy women <laughs> and their business ideas. So um, I am willing to sit down with um, your members uh, for an hour and just discuss, you know, what they, um, any issues that they have, just giving general advice. 
Um, obviously, if you want more specific advice, then um, come and client of Fortune IP. But in, in, I would love to give an hour of my time just to sit down and have a chat about what the, you know, any legal issues that you have and put, point you in the right direction. Perfect. So, Savvy Women, if you are ready to take the next professional step in your business and really put the value that it on it, you know, on your business and your ideas that it deserves, I'll put Michelle's email in the comments so you can get in contact with her directly and, and book in that call and really take advantage of, you know, the wonderful offer and the incredible value that Michelle can offer your business in the right direction. So, that is really, really exciting. So, thank you so much. Michelle for joining oh, us. I know that they've all, you know, all our savvy women have really enjoyed that. So I'm really grateful for your time. I know that you're extremely, extremely <laughs> So thank you so much for joining us. Right, my pleasure. My pleasure. I look forward to talking to everyone. <laughs> I'm excited to see their businesses grow once they're protected properly. It's exciting. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Success for Savvy Women. Success for Savvy Women is a group of like-minded businesswomen ready to choose and create their own version of success. We're focused on setting goals to not only create the goal lifestyle, but also create a business that complements that lifestyle. If you are looking to connect with women focused on success, to share ideas and to stay accountable together, this is the perfect group for you. Please make sure you check out the website in our show notes and you can jump straight onto our website and join Success for Savvy Women. You deserve to live the lifestyle you've always wanted. We want to offer you the tools and the strategies and the community to create a business that complements that lifestyle. We can't wait to hear from you about how you felt about this podcast and how it's helped you. And we're also really excited for you to join the community. We'll talk to you soon on our next episode.